Man, I miss Head. I miss Head. I knew uh, knew Heavy D well. We boxed at the same gym for many years, and uh, I was talking about Heavy in the gym the other day. As a matter of fact, we miss Heavy D, and he sounds as good now as he ever did. Uh, so, uh, love to Hev. Uh, I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number, 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Funny thing about Hev, uh, as big as that brother was, and he'd lost some weight by the time he uh, passed away, but as big as Hev was, he drove a, a Mini Cooper. <laughs> Which was, was always funny seeing Hev get in out of his Mini Cooper. Uh, missed that, brother. Uh, I'm glad to have you tuned in uh, to KBLA Talk 1580 in this hour, our final hour today. And how delighted am I to welcome to this program actress, author, singer, philanthropist, and uh, longtime friend Holly Robinson Pete uh, for a conversation just ahead of this year's Holly Rod Foundation's Design Care Gala as the foundation celebrates its 25th anniversary. I about fell out of my chair when I saw the other day that they're at year 25 now. The gala co hosted by Holly Robinson Pete and her husband, Rodney Pete, the founders of Holly Rod. Rod and the Star Studied event will honor several folk for their work in the Parkinson's and autism communities, including Naomi Campbell, Nicole Larry Parker, and Boris Kojo. I am pleased to welcome Holly Robinson Pete to the airways of KBLA Talk 1580. Holly, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to talk to you. It's been way too long. It has. And can I tell you, you made me so happy playing that heavy D because <laughs> we were also very, very good friends and yeah. we acted together and and I just miss him so much. I miss him so much. Thank you for doing that. No, that was Miles. I, my, my board up. I thank Miles for putting that track. Uh, so uh, we thank all happy. Miles. <laughs> Miles, a shout, Miles with a shout out from Holly Robinson Pete. He'll, he'll hold on to that one. Uh, b- before I get it, before I get into your work and your witness and 25 years, which I celebrate. Uh, before I do all of that. For those who don't know this backstory, and, and it's so important to me um, whenever I think of you and your precious family, uh, to remind people, Miles, for example, is a young guy in his 20s, and so he doesn't know this Holly Robinson Pete backstory, and there are others who may not know it. But I'm going to ask you, if you will, to indulge me and start this conversation by telling the audience who your dad was, iconic in his own right, about your mom, iconic in her own right, and your husband, iconic in his own right. Tell me about your mom, your dad. Well, I know about it, but tell the audience about your mom, your dad, and your husband. For those who don't know, and then we'll jump into your work. Well, thank you for that opportunity. Allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) (laughs) I I am so proud of the legacy of my family, certainly my mom and my dad. My dad was the OG, uh, short for Original Gordon, on Sesame Street. Yes. So this was back in 69 through the early 70s. So, you know, the 20-year-olds would not remember my that he would not be their Gordon, Mm -hmm. but he was the original Gordon. And this was very important because what a lot of people don't realize about Sesame Street is that it was started to, um, for inner city children. It was the first time we'd ever seen diversity in children's programming ever. And it was, it was very groundbreaking. And my dad was really the only black man in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a lot of, they meant well, but there weren't a lot of black people around the creation of Sesame Street, and my father was that voice in the room. Uh, and, but then there was another Gordon, and it didn't work out with him, so they said, Matt, would you, Matthew Robinson, would you, would you play Gordon? He was like, well, I don't really want to be in front of the camera, but I'll do it. And he ended up doing it and doing it so well and was the very first man on the very first episode in 1969 to say, hi, I'm Gordon, and welcome to Sesame Street. 
and this here is Big Bird, and over here is uh, Mr. <laughs> Hooper, and he introduced the world to these iconic um, Muppets and, and characters. So um, just a really amazing man, brilliant Penn State graduate, um, you know, uh, just just a really amazing guy, cute, acute to, to, till forever. He loved being in that that fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, he he was a writer, producer in Philadelphia, and then became and then when Sesame Street hit, um, he became on camera. But he didn't love being on camera. So when that run ended, he ended up going on and writing for Sanford and Son, the Jeffersons, That's the Waltons, right. even Eight is Enough. <laughs> so he he was an amazing screenwriter. Um, and then when he was in his uh, only in his forties, he got young onset Parkinson's disease, yep. and that was crazy, Tavis, because I was only nineteen. I was at, at college and. You know, and I had to be his caregiver, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't know anything about Parkinson's. This was before Muhammad Ali yeah. talked about it, so we didn't really know anything about that back then. Um, and so, yeah, he, he because of him, we started Holly Rod Foundation to help other families impacted by Parkinson's. Yeah. My mom came out to California in the 70s, fleeing a divorce from my dad, to say, you know, I'm going to just try to make a change. I, I have the audacity to, to dream of a bigger life, and she came out. And uh, we stayed in a house in Malibu. We didn't have no money. Um, owned by Cleavon Little, the mm-hmm. late great actor from the movie Blazing Saddles. If you don't know, oh yeah, could never make that movie today, Tavis. No, you couldn't. But at its time, yeah. it was absolutely brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, and Cleavon was so good in it. Um, and he let us stay in this house for free, and it gave my mom some footing. She got a job on uh, an agent's desk. She uh, got her first uh, management client with LeVar Burton at the time when Roots was just getting ready to air, and, mm-hmm. and she, she took his career, and so she became a manager. I didn't end up managing me till way later, but uh, really uh, was a prolific biz, uh, personal manager in show business for a long period oh, of time, yes. and just really, really blazed the trail. And then uh, my husband, Rodney P., played uh, football for 16 years, played NFL football for 16 years, and before that was at USC, and um, was just a, a really an amazing journeyman, but also he started a lot, too. Like, so, you know, it's funny, Rodney has just been part of this, um, he's doing a documentary now about black quarterbacks with mm. Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. And the history of black quarterbacks. And when I tell you, I was so happy to see him voice some of this because a lot of it, when Rodney Pete was playing, uh, it was before the, you know, a lot of these young cats now who black quarterbacks who are, you know, they're designing offenses around them and Mm -hmm. telling them what they deserve. So Rodney was quite a bit of a pioneer, you know, back in the day. Um, And I love that he's talking about this openly now without fear of retribution or any kind of issues with his job where he can really be open about the type of racism. And that's what it was that he faced when he was drafted. When he when Rodney was drafted in in 1989, um, about 10 other quarterbacks, all white, went before him. And um, three years later, they were all gone and Rodney was still there. And it's because. He should have been drafted in the first round. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the country at the time. Um, and so he went on to play for 16 years and had a great career. And um, now he's on the radio like you, Tavis, doing some uh, 
sports radio and also doing the production of documentaries. So that's uh, my dad, my mom and my, and my hubby. Well, I I, I want to start there because again, it's, it's quite a legacy. Uh, And every time I think of Holly or see Holly or see Holly and and Rodney for that matter, I think about that legacy. Uh, Her mother, Dolores Robinson, uh, just an iconic agent in this town. Her father, iconic in terms of Sesame street and all the writing that he did. Her husband, you know, black quarterback back in the day at USC, 16 years in the pros. And then, of course, Holly with her brilliance as an actress and singer and philanthropist. Um, it's quite a family and it's quite a story. And I, I celebrate that. We don't oftentimes uh, take the time to delve into the, the richness of our stories as black people. And I just love the opportunity to put that out there for you to, to, to just digest uh, and, to, and to revel in throughout your day about what we are capable of as black people. When we come forward, speaking of what we're capable of, we'll talk about the 25th anniversary of Design Care Galen. Uh, sponsored by this year, uh, this year sponsored by the Holly Rod Foundation, uh, and our guest Holly Robinson Pete. We'll get into that in a moment when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Our guest in this hour is Holly Robinson Pete in this half hour, uh, and we are celebrating uh, the impending 25th anniversary of the Design Care Gala. Um, Holly, I, I, again, you heard me say earlier, I, I was just gobsmacked when I realized that you guys been doing this 25 years now. Listen, I've been going through, I'm so hands-on with this event, Tavis, you know, I I just, you know, my Virgo self is over here just looking through everything. I'm, you know, I've got to look over everything. I can't Mm -hmm. help it. And I'm looking over 25 years of service to the autism and Parkinson's community. And what I'm seeing is like, I can't, I forgot we did half the stuff that we Mm -hmm. did. That's how long it's been. But, um, and, you know, the time just went really fast. I mean, look, all I got to do is look at my kids. And my, my, my twins are 25. Wow. And uh, I'm just like, you know, when did, where did that go? When did that happen? So, um, but, yes, 25 years. And we've, we've really been very blessed to have some awesome support in the community, some really great sponsors, and, and just, just, just lovely people in the community that have kept us going during the real slim times, you know, obviously during the COVID times, sure. it was tough because we couldn't, we couldn't have the gala. And it really doesn't count for most of our fundraising. But, yep, it's been 25 years, and I can't believe it. Yeah. What do you make? Um, these are broad questions, but I, I do that unapologetically to give you some, some, uh, uh, some, uh, something to, to, to paint with. Um, what, what do you make of what you have seen uh, regarding Parkinson's and autism? And I, as I said earlier, um, you all have not just uh, raised awareness about this, uh, these uh, two uh, issues, but you have helped fund the research in these uh, arenas. You've been a spokesperson for these things. Just, just give me, just give me your top line of what you've seen over twenty-five years when it comes to Parkinson's and autism. Well, with Parkinson's, which is what my, you know, my dad was diagnosed mm-hmm. with, and I'm not sure you knew, Tavis, that uh, my brother Matt also has Parkinson's disease. I, I heard that. I did also, hear that. Yeah. 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 So Matt was diagnosed with young onset as well in his late 50s. Um, and uh, what I know, the biggest, I think, takeaway over the last 25 years or even be, from even before that, when my when my first, my dad first got the diagnosis in the 80s, uh, was just the real, the value of exercise. It sounds very small, like it's not a big deal. But when people get diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and they immediately start a very rigorous exercise program, it staves off so many symptoms Mm -hmm. and really can sort of turn back the hands of time a little bit. So that's the number one takeaway. So now that my brother 
you know, he does boxing and he does all mm-hmm. kinds of hiking. And it's really helped him with his Parkinson's. Whereas my dad, by the time we found out about, you know, the, the, the value of exercise, he was just like, I can't even button my shirt. You guys want me to get on the treadmill. So that was really, it's sort of like, it's not your father's Parkinson's anymore. So we've learned a lot and through the eyes of my brother, which is, which is pretty profound. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest things. And there are some really great stem cell um, advances medically. Um, we're just seeing a lot more now. Insurances are covering it. Back when we first started um, supporting families impacted by Parkinson's, um, it was not even considered a, it was considered a pre-existing condition, right? Mm-hmm. So that was really difficult. So we would help people with that issue. Um, and then with autism, Oh, man. I mean, where do I start? When RJ was diagnosed with autism in 2000, the prevalence was 1 in 150. Mm-hmm. And now and now it's 1 in 36. Mm. So it, the prevalence has jumped. Um, I think it's a combination. My, I'm not an expert. I'm just a mom. But I'm a combination of we're diagnosing it better, but also there just is more autism now. And so I don't know why that is. But I do know that in our community, the African-American community, we get diagnosed two to five years later than other communities. Why? Because we have a stigma in our community a lot about mental health or any kind of thing involving the brain. We, we, we tend to, like, you know, overlook that. And so we don't have access sometimes to diagnosis, which can be very expensive and there's long wait lists. And, and, then, and then it's just, you know, it's just a very difficult thing to, to get diagnosed with because it involves so many therapies and so many of them are costly and so many of them are not covered under the individual um, educational program, the IEPs Mm -hmm. at school. And so what we've, what I've noticed is the prevalence has jumped, but there's a lot more awareness. And I'd like to think that the Pete family had something to do with that because when we got the diagnosis, we saw no one talking about it and we were really glad to be able to get out and, sort of be a platform for some yeah. of these families let me ask you you've said a few things i want to i want to interrogate here before i interrogate um the autism uh, comment you made a moment ago let me just say that i i um we were talking earlier about boxing i i mentioned heavy d who was a friend of mine a friend of yours and how he and i boxed together at the same gym you mentioned your brother who has early uh parkinson's and he's Okay. In the in the gym boxing as well, I, I box and again we're we're heavy and I've you know hung out. It's a gym called Pound for Pound. Let me shout them out. It's called Pound for Pound right on La Cienega mm. near Olympic. If you're in the LA area, you're looking for a boxing gym. Uh, the proprietor of that uh, that shop is called Terry. His name is Terry Claybon, uh, an amazing trainer. It's an amazing gym. This is the guy that trains Denzel for for all his movies, and he did the Hurricane. As a matter of fact, when you see the Hurricane, the opening scene is my trainer Terry and Denzel boxing oh, in that wow. movie. So uh, Terry Claybon is an amazing, amazing boxing trainer uh, with this gym pound for pound, again, on La Cienega right near Olympic. I raised that because uh, I don't know what I I have to ask Terry what even motivated this, Holly. But Terry has been taking on lately a number of Parkinson's clients. Yes. yes. And when I walk in the gym, uh, what's today? Monday. I'll be there Wednesday. When I walk in the gym, there's a class. And it is amazing to me. There's an eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. There's an eighty-eight-year-old mm-hmm. white woman in there, <laughs> and there's mm-hmm. a, another mm-hmm. guy I see all the time. But there are these. There are these. There are these persons who have Parkinson's, but they're running around the gym. They're boxing, and it's amazing to me to watch yeah. them stand still. While they're standing still, you can see the shakes they have, right? Yeah. But, but when they put these boxing gloves on. <laughs> 
and and they start hitting the pads or hitting the bag. I, I, I it blows me away every single time I see it. But to your point. These persons have Parkinson's. Again, this one lady is 88, and she staved off the worst of it because she's in that boxing gym all the time, Holly. Mm. Well, first of all, you need to connect me with Terry. I will do that. Because <laughs> we, we, we definitely do funding. Yeah. We fund some of the classes for people that can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that because that's what Matt does. My brother does. Yeah. He goes to the gym. When I watch him box, and then one day, Sugar Ray Leonard, who's been an amazing sure, supporter of ours, we've yeah. had our event at his house several times, just a great guy. He goes and boxes with Matt sometimes, and that's so much fun um, to, for, to see the two of them go at it. But, yeah, this is, this is something that we didn't know about when my dad was dealing with his Parkinson's in the mm-hmm. 80s. Like, and the irony that Muhammad Ali would be the one Absolutely. to you know, put a face on this yeah. and, you know, and all of that is just a full circle moment. And by the way, speaking of Muhammad Ali, just to have to give his legacy and his, his energy a shout out because when in 2002, when we thought the Hollywood Foundation was going to go under because we couldn't fundraise, it was mm-hmm. really tough, um, he showed up at our event and really put us on the map mm-hmm. firmly. Um, I'll never forget that. Like it happened yesterday, we handed him this watch, and you know the champ. Yep. He got on the mic. He goes, "This is all I get. This is all you got." <laughs> and we laughed. I mean, he just was so amazing. But he put us on the put put us on the map. And yeah. so um, to see my brother, you know, who does this this boxing and and hiking and all of that, because he understands we now have the the information that yeah. we didn't have back then that yeah. you got to move, you got to keep it moving. But I love that. And so I would love to um, no. support I'll, and, and, and no, I'll definitely connect you. Uh, but I love, I'm with you. I, I think about it all the time. The irony that Ali had Parkinson's, he's the one to put it out there and he was a boxer, the greatest of course of all time. Um, but it, it is interesting right. irony. Let me ask you, you're watching my clock. You've got five minutes left here. Let, let, let me ask you what you've learned over the years. And again, you and, and Rodney as compared to many African-Americans are persons of means. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I say all the time, I've been rich and I've been poor in my life. Trust me, rich is better. So you all uh-huh. are, 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 are a family of, of, of some means as compared to many other African-Americans. But I, I'm raising it because I'm curious at what you've seen over the years about what autism does to black families in particular and the journey that they have to walk, oftentimes with meager resources, trying to navigate this autism space. Talk to me about that, Holly. Oh, my goodness. The financial struggle everyone goes through even if you have me mm-hmm. and that's what really made us start talking about it because i told ronnie you know we need to talk about this because uh we have the means to be able to take care of our dad or, or and our son but with autism when you get a diagnosis late um you miss the opportunity in this window to get in the intervention that is needed and the earlier you intervene the better mm-hmm. so the earlier you get your child into these interventions the better they are to be able to navigate this this world. And I always say, you know, I wouldn't change RJ for the world, but I would definitely try to change the world for RJ. Mm -hmm. This world is cold-blooded when it comes to people who are neurodiverse, who don't have, you don't think the way other people do. Nobody's patient with them. And so for families, especially black families, we try to really shed the light and pull Yeah, I think we uh, let me, let me let me see if we can get this uh fixed right quick here. Um, we lost our signal just for a second here. I got I only have two minutes left anyway between now and news and traffic and sports. I want to make sure I get Holly's last couple points though. 
Um, we'll try to get her back on the line here just a second here. Um, I can tell you this, though, while we're getting her on uh, back on the line for these last couple minutes. Um, the event is called Design Care Gala. Uh, as I said earlier, it's their 25th anniversary. Uh, they've honored so many people over the years. I've been to these things a number of times. When Eddie Murphy was honored, you mentioned, you heard her mention a moment ago, Muhammad Ali was honored one year. Um, this year, they're honoring Naomi Campbell, uh, Nicole Larry Parker, and her husband, Boris Kojo. Um, so they've been very fortunate to have a lot of people come through and allow themselves uh, to be uh, at the epicenter of the fundraising uh, that Design Care Gala has done. I've got Holly back now. Uh, Holly, I got about two yeah. minutes. I got two minutes left. You were you were just saying finally about um, about getting started early. Yeah. So the earlier that we intervene, the better. Mm-hmm. The less we, the sooner we get out of denial. And by the way, I'm I'm not standing. Our family, Rodney Pete, was in denial. Yeah. And a lot of times with black dads, it's yeah. not all of them. Well, sometimes with the black dads, they really struggle to understand what autism is. But the sooner you get on board and the sooner we intervene, the better outcome for our kids. And then once you get that diagnosis, then you have to move on towards uh, treatment. And that is very difficult. And that's part of the reason why we raise funds for families to get for them to help get access and resources yep. to help intervene with their children with Parkinson's. Uh, sorry, with autism. Yep. So in the 90 seconds I have left, I'm going to pass the mic to you and let you brag about this year's 25th anniversary Design Care Gala. Take it away, Holly Robinson. Pete. Woo, okay, so this is what we got going on this year, Tavis. Um, you know, Holly Rod is like my fifth child, so I mean, <laughs> I stress out hard over this, but Naomi Campbell is being uh, honored, and uh, she has been a global icon. Obviously, we all know she is in philanthropy, but we're giving her a very special award this year, the inaugural Jacqueline Avon Award. And as mm. many of us know, Jacqueline Avon, Clarence Avon's uh, wife, who, who was gunned down at her home, and yeah. she was the ultimate philanthropist and the ultimate epitome of grace and philanthropy and the arts. And so we're starting an award in her honor, um, and that Naomi is going to be the first recipient of that. Boris Kojo and his wife, great philanthropists as well, are going to be getting the Muhammad Ali Hollyrod Humanitarian Award. And then we're honoring several other people. Please check it out on the website, hollyrod.org. Um, Robin Thicke is going to perform. He's going to do, mm. he's performed before his, his late father was such a supporter of Hollyrod. And so this is his second time back to, to Design Care. Um, and uh, D Nice, DJ D Nice, is going to be spinning some records for us. You know, that's always a party. Oh, yeah. um, and then we're having a fantastic fashion show with an amazing, iconic black designer, Sergio Hudson. And we have some food. We got um, some delicious food from Doolin's. If y'all know Doolin's, oh, yeah. it's going to be grub time. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a party. Uh, and I, I'm just thrilled that it's been uh, 25 years and you all are still going strong. I am out of time. Let me ask you right quick, and I, I'm, I'm telling on myself here now, you, you, you doing any Hallmark movies for Christmas this year? You know what? I don't have a Hallmark Christmas movie this year because of because of the writer's strike. Right. Um, but you know, you know, they rerun them all the time. So <laughs> I'll definitely be on there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling on myself. I'm not sure a, a black male is supposed to be watching Hallmark Channel, but, but yes, you are. But yes, but they're so positive. They're so positive. What can I tell you? It's it's great holiday fair. Anyway, it's the 25th anniversary of Design Care Gala. Uh, Hollywood Foundation has been doing doing great work for a quarter century now. I believe or not and i am celebrating uh the event this year holly robinson pete i love you ain't nothing you can do about it thanks for your time love you too tavis talk to you soon more of tavis money at the news traffic and sports on kbla talk 15